What's new, Nate? Uh, what's new is I am IRL in real life. Um, not Indian River Lagoon, as some people think. That's what that means. Which is, it is what it means. It's a, re- just, it's a reasonable, it's a reasonable confusion, right? Uh, but I am in the studio, live, in person with uh, my fellow co-hosts. It's been a while again since I've it's been, been on. Okay, just, so so the last time you were in the studio with us, uh-huh, like yeah. you you were at the live show, but the last time you were in the studio with us was the saga of when Finley the dog escaped. Oh, yes. Oh, my, oh my gosh. gosh. And Emily and I had to come back and finish the show later because you guys had a commitment or something, and there was like a three-hour deal oh. where we were looking for a dog. So uh, we have sealed all the dogs in the room with us. So if you hear them in the background, that's a safety precaution. Yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, no, no gallivanting Finley. And you were in, you're in state for a wedding. Yep. Which in town for a wedding. You guys are the age where you frequently come back for weddings. Yes. So it, it feels like a couple times a year between weddings or vacations or whatever. So. Yep. Yep. That's, that's true. We, I've, I think I've been to like six weddings this year, which is. Does ridiculous. that count yours? Yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh. Was that this year? Yes. It, it, that was like three <laughs> months ago. Yeah. Four it feels months ago. It feels like it was yesterday really, but. Yeah. Wow. What's, uh. New with me? You. No. What's new with you, Travis? <laughs> you don't have to ask yourself. <laughs> That's what we do. I don't know how to do this yeah, anymore. Yeah. Um, what's new with me? I'll give you an update on one of the many sagas in my life, and that is the four-wheel drive saga, which, oh. which is still going on. I noticed the vehicle is not in your Why driveway. Why does this happen? Like like the grill saga, which we're going to talk about a little bit later, the four-wheel drive saga. So took it to Toyota. They put a new ECU or ECM or something in it. Yeah, I, all I know was it, it was 1000 bucks, 1200 bucks, something like that. And then they couldn't fix, they were like, oh, now you need a new transfer case. And that's $74 billion. And I'm like, well, hold on. My mechanic was able to get it in four wheel drive and it used to work in four wheel drive. And like, you tell me it just went out like since I brought it to you. So now it is back at my mechanic, the original mechanic where he's trying to determine uh, the problem. And he was able to put power to the transfer case and put it in four wheel drive, but there's still an ECU dis- disconnect somewhere happening. So it's really nice. just not awesome. Mm-hmm. And it, this time of year, I'm not busy. You know, like yeah. I have nothing really going on nah. where I would need four wheel drive on my truck or anything else. So, nah, I mean, you know, middle of October. Yeah. The, t- the timing is suboptimal. Yeah. Well, as long as you, in about a month, it's going to be down to the wire. Mm-hmm. Have we, t- mm-hmm. I don't know as a pocket, have we talked about truck availability and, and cost that lately, like the, the, oh, the economy of vehicles? They're unbelievable. Yeah. No. It's because everybody's like, well, just go buy a new truck. Have y'all looked at new trucks no. lately? Don't go buy a new truck. Cause dude. It's out of control. If you're going to buy a truck, buy a new one. Don't buy a used one. Really? Because used ones are They're through the, same. the roof. Yeah, it's all the same. Yeah. Oh, well, there's no danger of me buying either of those. Okay. But moreover, there's none out there. Right. And the ones that are out there are priced like a house. Yeah. It's like, I mean, buy, they're, it's like buying a rental property. Yeah, they're dollars $60,000, $70,000, $80,000. Oh, my gosh. It's insane. So that is that is the new saga at the Thompson House since we have resolved the grill saga. Emily, what is new with you do you see how i was struggling out a little bit there so you could find your note card i did thank you uh what is new with me is sort of it's you related oh dear as most things in my life are and you were on an interview last week (laughs) i was on a lot of interviews last week um this one in particular stuck out (laughs) is this the one i did at seed to table yes okay this was the the Patriot Show. Is that what it's called? I don't called? know if that's what it's called, but I think one of the ones they do normally is the Patriot Show. First of all, like, can we just talk about that name for a second? <laughs> and did we not think 
how that would go. I, okay. know, let me defend. Let me defend that. Okay, because I got this question a lot. Why on God's green earth would you do that show? And the reason is, I would go do any show. Like, like, why would That's I not fair. go? To, I have been the person that in the past has said, I don't know if I would want to interview that person or talk to that person or talk right. to that person. Now, I've always gotten pushback saying, well, why would you not? Right, why right, would right. you draw those lines? So you can't have it both ways. Got it. You can't say, oh, you have to interview or talk to anybody you want to, but you can't go talk to other people. That makes sense. So um, mm. I, that, that <laughs> show the, was recommended to me by a number of folks that I trust. Yeah. And a number of folks in the conservation community and the political world have been on that show that we know and respect. So it, it was a, it was a, I, I think part of the problem there was the main host was not there that night to kind of keep the, keep everything, keep the wheels check. on. Yeah. yeah. It's the same reason you won't let me do a podcast by myself. Yes. It's a hundred percent true. But also, um, so I was home that night when you were in Naples doing that. And about 15 minutes, 30 minutes before he was going to go on, I was like, what is this show about? So I like pulled it up and then I found the host's Twitter feed and I became concerned. And so I texted Travis and I was like, hey, I just looked at this guy's Twitter feed. Did you vet this show? And he's like, yeah, some people recommended it to me. They said he has a really big audience. It'll be fine. And I was like, okie dokie. Because <laughs> like 15 minutes before showtime, like what am I going to do? Scare yeah. him to death? No. So then I had posted, like I went and found the live feed and posted it on Cast and Blast Florida, the group on Facebook. And literally 30 seconds into it, I was like, oh no, I can't promote this. Right. And so I took it off. And then I was like texting Stacy Widom, who's like our dear friend and an admin of our page. And I was like, are you watching this? And she's like, yes. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do right now? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, get him off of that show. And I was like, I can't. And so I just re I went ahead and reposted it where you could watch it live. So I posted it again while you were on it. And then you you were done. They pulled him off like 27 minutes in because the producer was like, get Travis off of there. That's that's Emily's interpretation yeah. of what happened. I think they pulled Travis they, they off of there. They told me it would be about 20, 25 minutes. So, so I knew that was about the because time. Because you, but you also were not playing their game. You were spitting truth and facts. And it made everyone on there seem a little bit nutty because you were such a like diametric op opposition to what they were saying. Which should I get my voter registration card out and show you that I'm a registered Republican? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think it just like goes to show like the far like life is a bell curve, right? Yeah. And yeah. like the far ends of e everything are just so weird, yeah. even to the people near the right. So right, it's, it was like I said on Facebook, like when you're when you're pissing off both extremes, you're in the right spot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like, I mean, you're conservation is not a political party. Sorry. Hate to tell you. Um, it's not. And the quote unquote conservative party has gone so far off the rails on conservation that it's like, and then you have, you know, the other side that's like a lot of it's anti hunting or guns or whatever. And so it's like, where do we fit as con we talked about this before. Where do we fit as conservationists? And it's somewhere in the middle. Well, and it's because we've learned that we can politicize those things. Yeah, yeah. Like, like if if I'm a if I'm a politician and I take a stand on a thing, I can now make it to where that audience has to come to my side because I care about their issue. And so we politicize this thing that should not be politicized. Agreed. Like, oh my gosh, I did not get uh, good feedback on the term conservation does not exist without government. Mm. Uh, that was not beloved. 
Ah, yeah. And I did not get a lot of good feedback on the on the the phrase uh, conservatives do not have the moral high ground on conservation. <laughs> that did not that was not well received <laughs> yeah, at all. Well, but both of those things are true. a thousand percent true. Yeah. I also got pushback later on uh, pointing out because I'll talk about rights of nature a little bit later in this show. The FL five is going to be my release. Spoiler alert. But um, one of those amendments it applies rights of humans to like waters and stuff. So we'll get into that a little bit later. But I, I said, in, in Travis's mind, it's a little bit hypocritical that one party is okay with applying those rights to corporations, but not to natural things. I'm not okay with applying them to either thing. I don't want those rights applied to, to either mm. either uh, people, or yeah. I'm sorry, to, to natural occurring things or to uh, corporations right. and stuff. So right. anyway... Um, Thank you for teeing that up, Emily. That was a that was a great. I didn't even get to finish my story. Oh, oh finish, finish your story. No, so like after I posted it the second time, when they pulled you off the stage, literally to me, it was like I pictured like the cartoon thing where they like grab you with a shepherd's hook and like yoink. <laughs> <laughs> I did not feel it was that way at all. Like that made it look that, that way. That's not how I felt. Like watching it, it looked that way. But then, then I was like, what do I do now? Like I, I can't leave this feed Live. just to blast all of our like. Because we take it very, like, seriously that we have this platform. Like, yeah. we don't want to... And the community. Yeah. And the community, right. And, so, like, we... Like, that show was not ab- abiding by our community standards in the group. Which, so, the other thing I should <laughs> clarify, I'm sorry, I could not hear the guy to my left. So, there was a guy that ranted about Nazis and stuff. I could not hear him, the mic, the headphones. Right. I couldn't hear anything. So, I had to take one off. Uh-huh. And then in the room, like, there's this giant room. I had no... He was facing away from me talking. I had no clue what he was saying. So he's standing there ranting about Nazis and stuff. Yeah. And I'm, like, oh, and I'm watching this from home and I'm like, I, I. so then I texted our if other you'd friend. Have been there, you'd have had a, a hook and pulled me off the other yeah, side. And I was like, what do I do? And then I just, I just killed it. And, th- and then I just posted the, well, that just happened post. And then, so then people could comment because we, I didn't want to lose the opportunity yeah, for yeah, people to discuss yeah. what just happened. Yeah. But like, holy God, that was bad. And I should thank everyone that reached out to me. Because I did not get any pushback about it. Like, like. You called me. He called me. He got in the car and called me on the way home. And I just said, hey. And then we just laughed for like <laughs> three minutes. Like both of us are just laughing because it was so crazy. Yeah. My phone was lighting up. And I'm like, no, I have to call my person first. Yeah. Like, yeah this yeah, is, yeah, a, this is an Emily conversation yeah. before anything else. Yeah. So. Oh well, well done handling that with some, yeah, oh, with some gosh. grace like, and some. Can you even imagine Humility. being in that situation? I would have, I, I might would have gone off on him. Yeah, and just like flown off the rails. So. Well, it was kind of hard to get a word in edgewise. Well, yeah, yeah. That's what. That's part of the problem with like more than three people. It's also part of the problem with like there were some guys there, and I don't want to name it. You can go watch it and figure it out for yourself. But there were some people there that just wanted to say the things they wanted to say. They did not have anything in interest. And I'm not saying that arrogantly, like I bring a lot to the table, but I was there as the guest. Yeah. There was no conversation. Yeah. They it was like you engage. weren't even talking. Exactly. It's it like, was weird. Here, let Travis say some things and then we're going to go say these talking fortune cookie wisdom. Right. Points that we want to make. Liberals bad. Liberals right. bad. Liberals bad. Nazis. Right. So anyway. <laughs> anyway. It was oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. So it that, was, that happened. Um, okay. Okay. Main sec. So you will notice that Nate did not do a hug date. I did not. And there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, we got to do a Hallad ad. What are What are we even doing with our lives? We, so we, did we get in a room together and we just forget everything. We're yeah. Just so happy. Uh, 
<laughs> Fletcher Hallett, Hallett Insurance, 904-315-5812. Uh, Fletcher is helping me out right now with a policy on our hunt leases, camps, all the stuff we're doing around the state. Give him a call if you have a business, if you have a boat. Basically, if you listen to this podcast, you've not run your insurance by Hallett. What are you even doing with your life? And we say this all the time. He's one of our people. He shows up for the things. We said it back in August when he drove to Cape Coral to go to the commission meetings to speak about RHAs. But Fletcher also was at the most recent commission meeting. And he spoke on, was, was it Redfish? Or maybe it was maybe it was the uh, NOAA or the, the South Atlantic Marine Council. Anyway, Fletcher's out there making public comments. I know he's attended Redfish meetings this week. So this is a guy that is one of you. He's, he's one of your people. 904-315-5812. You can call or text or you can send them an email. Fhallett at HallettInns.com. Emily, how do you spell Hallett? Double the L's and double the T's. Hallett for all your insurance needs. Yeah. So, so much, nice when it's on beat. Yeah, I know. I know. The, no delay. It's always on beat. It's just not on beat because right. of the, the delay. Right. From, yeah. The speed right. of light You're and right. getting the technology. <laughs> from You're right. Right. Okay. <laughs> Nate, the reason, picking up with that weird non sequitur, the reason we didn't do a huck date is yeah. because you sold him. I did. <laughs> <laughs> no. Listen, listen, some days I'd give him away from a beer and a hot dog. Let me tell you something. <laughs> um, as any good dog you will want to do sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but um, so I was going to kind of just recap my the test weekend and, and the whole So set the stage for yeah. people that don't know what we're talking about. First, huck is your... Huck is my one-year-old male poodle pointer, P-U-D-E-L pointer. Sorry, AJ, it's not a doodle. Um, <laughs> so, and what's the test? So the test is the NAVDA, Na- uh, North American Versatile Hunting Dog Association, the natural ability test. Okay, what is that? So basically, they're tested in three, really six areas, but three like actual tests. So they have a field section. And so they plant two or three birds out in the field and they have to show that they, you know, search well, they have to establish a point on a bird and they have to like in their testing cooperation throughout the whole day. So like how well does he come back and check in? Like how far out does he go before he comes back and checks in? Um, Like they're not really testing obedience necessarily. Uh, they're more testing like does the dog hunt for you or do or do you hunt for the dog mm, so like a dog that okay. doesn't hunt for you will just be two three hundred yards and not care where you're at so but what they're looking for is a dog that goes out you know searches well 100 150 yards you can go a little further but they want the dog to check back in every now and right. then so that you know you can stay stay close um so that's the field portion and they have to establish a point like one of the things they, they have to just have a, an established point and it can be like a second. It can be like boom bird. And if they jump in after the bird, that's fine. But like they just have to establish. So a point. it can be a flash point. It doesn't yeah, have to yeah. be, it doesn't, it doesn't have, have to be, be anything like super solid or steady or anything like that. But, uh, luckily Huck is pretty steady. I'm able to walk up to the bird before he's, once I get there, he's a little antsy. He gets, but, uh, he did really well on that. Um, and he, he searched well. I, I didn't have any, I didn't think he was going to do bad. He's got a really stylish point. Which is what not, I wouldn't say it's unusual for a poodle pointer, but it's not like what they're known for. Gotcha. But he's got tail high, 
leg up, like classic looking nice point, which I'm really Would you say with. on a poodle pointer, you got as good a chance of not having a stylish point as you do? Have yeah, a probably. Like yeah. Yeah. I mean, some poodle pointers are like tail flat or even tail or d- down. Or don't lift the leg. Don't lift the leg. Yeah. And some guys are okay with a not listing leg, but it doesn't really, it's up to you. But, and so that's the field portion and they have to run for 20 minutes. You got 20 minutes okay, and you have to hit 20 minutes. Like, it's not like something that's like, Oh, if we do it in 10 minutes, we're done. They have to like, they have to show that they're going to hunt the whole time. Okay. Um, and then there's the tracking portion. So they take a live pheasant, they pull the flight feathers out. So it doesn't fly away. They put it in short grass and let it run into cover mm-hmm. and the dog. So you bring the dog up, you put his nose on the pile of feathers that they have right there and you send him to track the bird. Okay. And it has to, and the dog has to just show a general direction of the track. They don't have to necessarily like nose to the ground straight to the bird and bring it back or anything like that. They can search a little bit, but it has to be in they the can general. Quarter a little they can bit. quarter a little bit, but it has to be in the general direction and they have to break cover. The dogs have to break cover where the pheasant went into cover. What do you mean so break cover? Like a tree line or something like that. Okay. So like, they put the pheasant on the ground in short grass and it runs into the tree line and the dog has to break into the tree line where the pheasant went Okay, oh, to, attempt to, like, uh, to attempt to catch the pheasant to grab the pheasant. Is it because like naturally dogs will just like kind of stop? Yeah, they'll kind of stop. It, you know, you want a dog that's unafraid of some cover, right? So, um, okay. and they don't have to bring the bird back. They don't even necessarily have to find the bird. They just have to break cover and show that they track that bird. Okay. Right. Um, if they start ranging real far left or right or whatever, they might deduct some points because it's more of a that's more of a search than an actual track. They're looking for okay. like, you know, an actual track. So like a real world real world application would be like, you hit a pheasant, but you didn't hit him very well. He falls Sails. and starts yeah. running and, and starts running. And they want the dog to pick up where the bird hit and track the bird to, you know, for recovery of game. Right. Um, that's one of the main reasons we use dogs. And what's the third section? Third section is water. Okay. And they just have to swim for a bumper twice. And swimming is pads off the ground. Swimming. Meaning if it's shallow, they're not just like bouncing. Yeah. So if you don't throw it far enough and they just go in the water and grab it and come back, that doesn't count. It has to be like uh, deep enough to where the dog can't stand up. And that's that's the quickest part of the test. You literally throw a bumper. The dog swims, gets it, brings it back, and then you do it again. And then they... The so there's, thing, no, there's no time on that. There's no time. And um, not every dog can swim at that stage. And um, there was one dog my day that just didn't swim. And they tried everything. They were like, come on. You know, they're trying to get him worked up and excited and put him in, you know. And the judges are really, especially the natural ability, they're very helpful. And they'll talk to you the whole time. And they'll say, okay, like on the field work, um, the judge that was with me, he was like, Huck uh, got out about 150 yards. He's like, okay, bring him back. Let's Let's pull him back in. And so I would whistle, like I have a whistle, and try to bring him back. But um, when Huck's on birds, there ain't it's hard much, to break. There ain't much, there ain't <laughs> much he's uh, thinking about other than that. But uh, we had a great day. Uh, his search was really good. His field search, field work was really good. Thank God they didn't uh, judge on obedience because, you know, him pull, pulling him back and getting him back to me is tough when he's like jacked up on right. And he was. Do so they do they plant up. birds out there? They is do. that what they? Yeah, yeah. How so many? It's like two or three, depending. Okay. Yeah, most of the time. Um, so they have to find the bird, point the bird, and then. You and know. then you go to another one. Yeah, like and then you, you just, just you just keep, keep walking just in the field, hunting a field. Yeah, you're hunting a field. I mean, that's that's basically what you're doing. You're hunting a field, and you know the judge will say, "Hey, let's 
turn left here, even while the dog's like that. So the other thing they're looking for is they'll turn left. And if the dog looks back and sees, oh, they're going a different direction, come back and hunt in front of you. Gotcha. Mm. <clears throat> they want to see that too. The dog hunting for you. Yeah, exactly. That's part of the cooperation score. Um, Interesting. So he did really well on that. Um, he was so jacked up though. We, I, I like let him down to the field when it was my turn. And before we were going, he was literally sitting there shaking, just like staring at the field. I mean, he was like literally shaking. He was so jacked up. Um, and that was it, even after I had like run him in another field a couple times, just kind of take the edge burnt, off a little bit. Yeah. 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 And um, anyway, he was so jacked up. But um, he didn't do as well in the tracking, which is where I got the point off. Okay. Um, did he break cover? No, he did. Yeah. So what I did was he was um, – Again, he was still super jacked up. And this was like an hour or so later. And um, so I got him on the feathers and I put his nose down. And I was like, you know, go find it or whatever. And he went and, and hard left. Boom. And the pheasant was like straight in front of us. And he hard left. And then he came back and right. And then he came back and left. And, then he, and he was just like back and forth in front of us and like behind us. And he went over to the vehicle where the guy was holding the birds and he, then he came back around and so he did this for like five minutes and at this point i'm like oh man and that's okay well that's the, this is where the wheels this come is off. where the wheels come off and uh so the judge uh after about five minutes he's like okay let's um let's take a few steps forward just kind of get the dog in front of us and kind of show him that this is the direction and once once we did that he came back hit it went straight into the woods and chased the pheasant back out of the woods. Really? Yeah. It was like, I mean, just like that. Huh. That's all it took it was for like him. like he was missing the scent. He was like, yeah, he time. was. And he crossed it several times, like the scent trail. But he just, I don't know, it was like dry. There were a lot of, several pheasants didn't do what they were supposed to do, so they went the other directions. So, maybe so there, there was some other there. scent out there from other yeah. pheasants. So, I don't know. It was It was only like, so I got a three out of four on the tracking. Okay. Which for tracking, you can, you can still get a three in tracking and get a prize one, which is what happened to me. Um, like if, but if your dog doesn't swim, it's like an automatic one, no prize. Like, gotcha. Yeah. So, um, so there's a couple of things that they're a little lenient on, which is, that's one. Um, and then the water, that was the least of my worries. Cause like, he loves it. I, yeah. I threw it. He went, got it. I threw it again. He went and got it. And that You're was done. it. That was it. Took I five mean, minutes. Yeah. And so after the water, they like evaluate their coat type and like look at their teeth and, you know, just kind of get a general health check on the dog basically. Um, Cause like a lot of teeth, teeth things can um, show up in like a genetics. So like if you've got like a bad underbite or like a, some tooth mis missing, a lot of that can be genetics. And so the breeder would want to know that like if they're, it's missing of something or it's got right. an underbite or an overbite or whatever. Um, so the breeder would want to know that just to kind of keep an eye on stuff like that. But anyway, um, so what was your score? My score was a one ten out of one twelve. Prize one. Wow. So only two points off top prize. That sounds really good. No, it was great. I was super happy, super happy. In the moment, the tracking moment, I was like, "This is you dumb dog. <laughs> this is what the, you, you've never done this before. Like, we've practiced some tracks, but it was not a live bird, and it was like being drugged. So it laid more scent down." So live birds that are running don't lay as much scent down, right? Um, and he was really good at those, but I don't know if he was. It's just like a combination of him just being jacked up and 
other scent in the field and I don't know. Different so, people and the, yeah. the, the energy and yeah. Do you have follow up questions? What are the stakes of this test? Like, why does it matter? Um, so, so this is the, the natural ability test is more for your breeder than it is for you. Um, mm. So they're looking at, you know, if, if they have a litter that not everybody tests their dogs, even though they want them to. But say like if they have six dogs and three of them get tested and all three of them get a prize one, it's like, oh, okay. So that breeding. That was a good that match. Was a good, that was a good match. Yeah. And that was a, you know, that's, they have good natural ability and blah, blah, blah. Um, and so that's the natural ability test is really more for that. The next test, the utility test, is more about the dog and the handler. When would that be? Uh, a year, year and a half, something like that. Um, and there's a lot more obedience involved with that. A lot more um, training that goes into that because Huck's barely a year. If a yeah, year. yeah, he just turned a year old. Okay, yeah. So before that or right after that? Like right before that, like a okay. week before that. Oh, yeah, I knew it was there. right on it. He turned. To- he turned uh, one September thirtieth. So like okay. he's barely a year old. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was a great day. It was a lot of fun. My Catherine came. My parents were there. They oh, were, the, the the grand the, the yeah the they were there for were there? yeah they were there for a different reason they just happened to be in the town that weekend they were like yeah we'll go why not um, it's a long day it's a lot of sitting around but it was fun we had a great time um, <laughs> that's sweet yeah I just I I have this vision of your dad eventually ending up with a poodle pointer yeah like, and I, I just told feel like that's gonna happen <laughs> I told dad I was like look poodle pointers range the stre- spectrum of drive uh, they're all pretty high drive dogs but I think Huck is pretty far on the high high drive side uh and i was like if you're gonna get one you need to get one that's like mid to low drive for a poodle <laughs> pointer because i just don't see him handling a dog like huck i just you know he's getting older and you know he's you know you know had some health problems and stuff so i just like if you're gonna get one he just seems somewhat one. enamored with your dog oh he is he loves and he loves tammy huck. seems somewhat enamored oh with, yeah with no they're great dog. yeah no they're great um you know, they both love them. So <laughs> I want to ask uh, about special K Catherine. How does she like, cause she's not from a bird dog family. No, she's not from a bird dog background. She's not from a hunting so, background at all. Right. Yeah. So, so how does this, like, how does she, I don't want to put words in you. It, my impression is she loves this. So can you talk about like kind of her, I wish she yeah. was here. She no, I know. Yeah. Uh, she loves that dog. Um, and she loves that. He loves what he does. And so I think that has kind of turned her, you know, and I'm sure she may go hunting with me sometime, especially if the dog, but even her just, she walked with me in the field. Like they allowed her to walk with us and, um, just her being able to see like him and his element and like, this is what he's born and bred to do as what he loves to do is his favorite thing. And, um, she, she was very excited about, about that and just how, and you know how just naturally it's just like i didn't teach any of that like nothing i nothing i did taught i didn't train him to do that right i didn't i didn't shape his points i didn't i haven't done anything like that this is all just like ingrained in him and so i think you know as far as she goes she's very she's like it's really cool to to watch him do mm-hmm. his thing and um i'm sure i can get her on a hunt at some point especially with him that's kind of your fascination with bird dogs a little bit right mhm watching them mhm Look, even though ours don't hunt birds, but you like watching them they point hunt, rabbits or squirrels. They or hunt rabbits, squirrels, lizards, and frogs yeah. in our backyard. At least one of them hunts a black racer. Oh, she's God. Been bit she's by obsessed six or seven times. with I've never seen a, I've snake. never seen a dog get bit <laughs> by a snake more than that. And it's the same snake every time. Like they're friends. <laughs> yeah, of They're course. best friends yeah. at this point. Yeah. No, uh, congratulations. Thank you. 
because that was I knew that was a big deal. Like you were stressed about it. A oh bit. yeah, I was. Like, I was not stressed. Like, no, it wasn't but gonna, like, I was nervous about it because I wanted him to do well, and I knew he could. Like I knew a top prize was one hundred percent in reach, and turns out it was. If what's you the top prize score range? It's one twelve prize one is is yeah, but like how low could you have gotten? Uh, probably a one oh eight. Okay, I still got a prize one. I think well, it's about it's pretty as low. tight window. Yeah, and there's and it's all two point increments, so gotcha. it's like a one oh eight would be like your third top type. Gotcha thing. Gotcha. If gotcha, that gotcha. makes sense. Um, but you can get a you know you can get a one oh eight prize one, but you can also get a one oh eight prize two depending on where you scored wrong. I, I don't. And I don't know the ins and outs of all the scoring as well. So I I love that we were able to do this huck date because I think we already did a show called the huck date. But that was the one where we had Kaylee tell about the saga. Yes. Of oh, my God. Babysitting oh, my God. Huck. She was traumatized. So I feel like Huck has got like a really long run in front of him as like the official dog of the show. I like that. Do you? I do. Yeah, I, I do. Like a, a periodic check in on, yeah. the, on the Huck's. I like it, too, because like we can't really hunt our dogs here without them getting eaten by alligators. Yeah. So I'm glad you can hunt yours and we can live vicariously. Well, we could hunt our dogs here, but our dogs don't hunt. One is too old and the other's allergic to air. <laughs> <laughs> Also, he's allergic to, to the outside. Yeah. <laughs> also, they would have to get off the couch to do that. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm really excited about because then we have a dog, a dog journey to follow yeah. through the through the podcast. Yeah. No, I'm sure. excited about getting him out this fall and seeing what he can. All right. Do you do. have anything else on the segment? No, I'm good. Okay. So with I do that, have about six minutes before I have to leave. All right. FYI. With that, we are going into keep and release. We haven't done this. It feels like in low these many years. Um. And how do we do it? We do releases first. Yep. So, Em, I'll let you go first. Okay. Christmas stuff is out in Lowe's and Home Depot and Big Lots, and I'm just the I'm most very wonderful upset time about of the year, it. No, right? it's October 16th. Yeah. I was in I was in Home Depot like October 5th, and the guy was putting out Christmas stuff, and I looked at him and was like, "Dude, it's like the first of October." Trick or treat. He was like, Mofo. He was like, "Yeah, no." I was yeah. Like, Okay. It's the most wonderful time of the it year. It is the most wonderful time of the year. It's time for Halloween. It's time for little kids and costumes and candy and scary things. It's not time for Jesus and saving the world well, and Christmas yet. No one is decorated for Halloween in my house, so I just don't know. Ha- first of all. How <laughs> dare you? How dare I? Behind you. As I look at pumpkin decorations. Pumpkin those are my pumpkin decorations I bought at Big Lots. With me. Yeah, you happened to be there, but I was like, I want these for my I office. I happened to to be there <laughs> all right we need it i'm gonna make us a therapy appointment to talk yeah about we're that. gonna need an anonymous <laughs> mailbag se- segment we did like i'm super outnumbered at this house so like travis and will love christmas and i love halloween and we did watch hocus pocus the other night we did watch hocus pocus which was great because i've been begging to watch some halloween movies and they finally let me watch one now i'll guarantee you when it comes to christmas we'll have to watch 85 to yeah. 25 Christmas mm-hmm. movies and I hate them all. Nate, what is your release? So, <laughs> my release, the reason <laughs> I'm in town is a wedding. And I love weddings. Weddings are fun. And I remember recently dancing We had a, a great one, but a, a wedding that took 3 years. What was the date of that wedding? It was in July. I don't remember. It was remember June that. 5th. June, yeah, I knew it was in the summer. What what sports things are happening? I it's don't the know. middle of the baseball season. Yeah, maybe the NBA finals, maybe, Boring but time. who cares? What football season? What what sports season having right now? College football. Thank you. Weddings on college football Saturdays are is my release. Particularly in the South. It, yeah, like if you're an SEC fan or like some kind of actual good college football fan, football team fan, it's a big deal. That's hard. It's yes, a religion. That's hard. It's Especially, religion. I'm going to say this. Nate is a a Georgia fan. Yes, and Georgia is. 
poised to stumble. Uh, yeah, I mean, no. I, hopes hopes are <laughs> hopes hopes are being kept in check. Yes, as of this uh, moment. But, but yes. Georgia's having a very good season, and everything is lined up for them. So it's a it's a it's a dicey situation for you to not be near a TV because of a wedding, right? So they could have been scheduled, you know, on a on a on a bye week. Yeah. Exactly. Or, or something. All right. My release, I won't go into it too far, but it is the FL5 amendments. Uh, if you've seen these coming across your feed, please don't sign these amendments. Please tell your mom and dad and your grandma and grandpa and your friends not to sign these amendments. We can go into a much longer conversation down the road about why they're so dangerous, why they're not conservation oriented. But you could also go back and listen to our interviews with John Cooper, our stages of a sportsman, our North American conservation model. Like we've done countless podcasts talking about this stuff. So if you can't reconcile those two things, shoot me a message and I'll help you reconcile those two things. But FL5.org, the FL5 amendments, no place in the conservation conversation. And they are very dangerous for public trust, for the for science as a discharge of wildlife policy, for the democracy of hunting, for so many things that we care about big time. So. Make sure folks are not signing on to those or getting those on the amendments. Emily, hmm. what is your keep? We're on a time crunch now. So we are I'm, I'm on a like, time crunch. It's going to be really quick, but if you, you've been lis- listening for a while, we got a Green Mountain Grill, a pellet smoker. It broke Memorial Day, which was May of 2021. This is October uh, 16th, so maybe six days ago we got a replacement a week ago because i finally. talked about it on last week's podcast finally finally and we've actually been able to use it this past week and glory glory hallelujah it is so nice to have a smoker again we have about i don't know 800 900 pounds of pulled pork in a cooler mm-hmm. on the back Heck porch yes, right now do. yep um, give or take we've had beer can chicken we've had steaks steak we've had pork tenderloin mm. like nice so many things we use the grill like four or five times a week yeah, yeah travis is the cook so like him having that grill back has been amazing. So thank you, Green Mountain Grill, for making it right. Finally. Wish it hadn't taken so long, but we definitely have a really nice grill now that seems to be working. So Absolutely, we do. You need to jump off? I do. All right. Thank you for being here. Peace and blessings. We'll do our keeps without you. Okay. And then, okay, bye. Um, <laughs> what is your keep, Nate? Yeah. Uh, my keep is Catherine and I bought a new house recently. Um, Talk about flying under the radar. Yeah, it was kind of under the radar. We it happened very quickly. Um, this is the reason you weren't on one of the podcasts recently. Recently, I, I yeah. didn't talk about it, but I yeah, we, we were in the middle. You of guys were moving. moving. Yes. Um, and if anybody's moved, you know that's a lot of work and just sucks. But um, we are moved in. We moved about a half mile from where we lived previously because we really loved the neighborhood. And we wanted to stay, but we wanted something a little bigger. And um, all the stars aligned on this. All the st- it was unbelievable how it just like lined up. Because we weren't much like looking at trucks, looking at houses right now. Oh, like little, like yeah. the market's just out of control, it's, and so yeah, it's it was dumb. it was really a not to get too great, but it's kind of a it's, god yeah, thing. It was very yeah, it really was. And you know, we weren't like seriously looking. It just kind of popped up on on our neighborhood Facebook group that it was going on the market, and we talked about it and put an offer in and was accepted. And a month later, here we are. So. uh it happened very, very quickly. Uh, we sold our old house. It was the first offer. First first people that looked at it put the offer in, and we accepted that offer. So it's just like everything worked out really well, and uh, we're very excited about it. This could be, you know, um, much to the dismay of our Florida people, this could be like a forever type home for us because oh. it's big enough. Well, it's big enough to have a I'm happy for you, but that also hurt a little bit, I know, man. I know. That also hurt a little bit. I try not to use that F word much, but, you know, because Could that be the Cast and Blast Georgia headquarters? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Like that, that we'll makes put a sign a little... in the front yard. Okay. 
Um, we might need to run that by the lovely Mrs. Henderson, well, the official wife of the show. Ask for forgiveness. Uh, also, since she's not here, can we talk about taxidermy rules in the new house? Yeah. Um, What's the situation there? I don't. I, I would have to probably be quarantined to one section of the house. Maybe, okay. maybe the basement. All right. Um, because you've got a gigantic basement. I do have a gigantic basement. So that's exciting. So it's very exciting. Or one of the unfinished parts of the basement that's closed off to the outside world. And you, you're going to have a, you're going to have like a, a, a hunting room or whatever. Yeah. So basement. there's a cedar closet in the basement. That's what they're called. Yes. I'm not a basement guy. I'm a Florida guy. Yeah, I know. Um, but it's a cedar closet and it, you know, cedars just smells so good. And so, um, keeps I've, the bugs I've out turned too, right? that, that into, right? yeah, it keeps moths, like, you know, moths and stuff away. Um, I turned it into like my hunting closet. So like all my hunting clothes are now going to smell like cedar. Oh, that's which I'm magical. Pretty, pretty excited about. And just like when you open the door and you just walk in, you should offer a service where you store people's hunting clothes for them. Yeah. Just to make them smell good. Yeah. When you walk in there and you just smell, it just feels like an old timey cabin type situation. And it's just cool. Like that's very, I was like, this is my hunting closet. So anyway, very cool. Congratulations on the new house. Uh, I knew that came out like out of nowhere. Out of left field. Yeah. But, you guys, it worked. I'm out. really excited for you because you. It, it's a beautiful house, and um, I cannot wait to come up there and pee in your backyard. Yes, please do. That's what I'm looking forward to please the most. Do. Not like we have neighbors or anything. It, it'll be fine. Yeah, there's a fence. There's uh, a it's fence. not a tall fence, but there's a fence. There's a fence. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be fine. Hug gets to do it. Why wouldn't I get to do it? Uh, yeah, true. Um, my keep is the book club that we do. Uh, Cameron Bissell does it for us, um, and so they have a Cast and Blast Florida the book club. But this month we're doing Sand County Almanac, and so I missed last month. I didn't participate at all. It was it hap- what happened to Ochapi, mm-hmm. and it's a great book that I've heard about a long time. I've never read it. Yeah. So and I actually got hijacked with something else the night of the meeting. I didn't get to attend it, so I felt bad about that. But Sand County Almanac, you've read it before. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Everyone in conservation should be required to read it. Like it, it just should not be optional. If you want to play conservation stuff, you should have to read this book, and it's. It's from like the 40s, 50s, yeah. maybe, yeah. And this is Aldo Leopold in the, it's written in almanac format, meaning there are these little articles for every month of the year. But just like listening to it again, there's so many quotes and stuff that I remember from, I've read it maybe three times, but the first two times were pretty close together and they were several years back. And so I haven't read it in six, eight years. I mean, yeah. it's been a while. Yeah. And just like, I'm listening to it on audiobook now. Nice listening to it through the lens of Florida and conservation and God, man, it's just such powerful writing, but he's a conservationist, but he's a hunter, but he's an environmentalist, but he's a hunter, but he's a sportsman, but he's a hunt. Like, right. It just weaves everything together and being part of the community of nature. And, um, you know, I talked about the FL five stuff a second ago as my release. I think, I think you'd really should be looking at Aldo Leopold and kind of his thoughts and some of the tenants that he espoused that got taken into the North American conservation model. Mm. It all just folds together. So if you want to get in on the book club, get get that read, get it listened to. I think the audio book, I think it's four and a half hours. Yeah, it's, it's a it's quick easy. audio it's book. The book itself is it feels like it took me longer to read. Just because like I have to read and process. Right. Whereas the audio book, I've read it before, so it, I'm listening to it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. But um I don't have the date in front of me of when that next meeting is, but I'm sure it's about two or three weeks out. But uh, it'd be great to have you guys join us for the book club discussion because that's going to be a really good one and a really powerful conservation book. Beyond that, Nate, it is so good to have you in the studio celebrating Halloween and us, obviously primarily, but also coming to a wedding. Yes. Secondarily. Yeah. And then Georgia football tertiarily. Yeah. So thanks for being here, buddy. Absolutely. Stay woke. Go and see it.
Thanks for listening to Cast and Blast Florida Podcast, serious outdoorsmen who don't take themselves too seriously. As always, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you can figure out how to do that. You can check out our store at castandblastfl.com, click the shop link, or you can join us on Patreon. The link is in the show notes. The very best thing you can do for us, though, is to invite someone else to listen to the show. Recruit us a new listener. We hope everyone has a great day and enjoy the dulcet tones of Trail Diver as they take you into your week. Mm-hmm.